hello. What's up, girl? What happened after Tony dumped you? Girl, I'm over it. I went from heartbreak to hate. Hey, hey, hey. Oi, Joy. <laughs> or should we call you something else now that you're not very joyful? I mean, we could like temporarily switch my name to hate. Hate. Or pain. Pain. <laughs> yeah. Joy and pain. I got pump, you. Pump, pump it pump up. It. <laughs> pump it up. Joy, pump it up, pump it up, and pain. Keep it going, pump, keep pump, it going. <laughs> Sunshine. Uh oh. <laughs> okay, that's my singing career. <laughs> that's the end of your career. That's the end of it. Okay, good. Over before it began. Well. So. <sighs> so. We're gonna so talk about sassy. Some, we're gonna talk about some serious stuff. Oh, serious. Seriously, seriously. Um, but hopefully it won't be too sad. I just feel like this is helpful for everybody. This is a helpful PSA. Um. P-S-A. Mm-hmm. Public service announcement. I know. I was in radio. Well, I just, Hair you flip. said it like Hair you flip. wanted me to explain Hair it flip. to the, uh, you know, kids that are listening. I didn't know. I don't know what PSAs are. Don't do drugs. Cover your dick. <laughs> that is not a PSA. Wash your dick in the sink. Oh, there's all <laughs> kinds of things like that. There's my PSAs. Wash your dick coming in. Wash your dick going out. I think you might need to work on your PSA strategies. <laughs> just saying. Hey, I, we just listened to some PSAs that we actually did, remember? Yeah, that's true. We did used we to did do some, PSAs yeah. for when the we radio were show. doing the radio show. Yeah. We should just randomly throw one in one of our podcasts. We should just talk about it. Let's just talk about it. Let's PSAs. PSA. This whole episode's PSAs. Let's go there. <laughs> Let's go there. Public service announcement. Yes, it it's is. It's the name of the show. Yeah. So... Oh, how to deal with somebody experiencing grief. You know, somebody who's lost a family member, mm -hmm. anybody, really. Because I feel that at some point we're all going to go through it. You're going to know somebody who's lost somebody close to them. Yeah. And I just want to prevent what recently happened to me from happening to other people. So that's really where this whole thing stemmed from. I think that's very... Admirable <laughs> and mighty wide of you. <laughs> I hate your face. I always hate your face. <laughs> I know. But luckily, I don't. <laughs> no, the good thing is, whenever I get like so worked up and like filled with rage, Bob says something totally ridiculous and unacceptable and finds a way to make me laugh. So. I'm the comic relief. You really are. It's kind of true. It is true. I'm we, a fool. <laughs> but in a good way. Yeah, because it's like, we got together, I was recounting the story, filled with just anger, violent hunger rage. Anger. Oh, well, yeah, I didn't have as much hunger. It was more just the anger of the situation of it all. And I was like, and you just, you know, be, being yourself, find a way to bob it like, up. bring me, you bob it up, and then I, I brought it down a notch on the anger level. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I have to go. Do you think I should go into the story? Or I can just explain. Just explain. I think, yeah. yeah. Just the thing. We don't want to harm those insensitive fucks. <laughs> Their names will be. I wouldn't have used names for sure. But anyways, neither here nor there. Something happened. And the thing is, 
when you're talking to somebody who has specifically lost a parent or, you know, another family member, it's weird, right? Especially if you have never had a death in your family. Right. Then you're kind of like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm sure it's bad, but I don't know what to do, what to say. Nobody knows what to say. Mm -mm. But I feel that the best thing you can do is remember that it's happening to the other person, not to you. So how you feel <laughs> doesn't, doesn't fucking, fucking matter. matter. It that's, doesn't at all. That's the amazing aspect of it is that people, I mean, I understand, like I never want to say that I'm sorry mm-hmm. for someone's loss. Yeah. So I consciously don't avoid the conversation I mean, for instance, a friend of mine lost a person that I've known almost 30 years of my life, and they it was their brother. And so, like, saying I'm sorry, while, yes, that's what most people default to, it's something I try to stay away from. So I just jump into fucking shit, like, you know. Yeah. The it, anger. Mm-hmm. Because the need, anger needs to be there. Like, as sad as you are... Oh, yeah. You need to have some kind of anger about a situation, so... Absolutely. That's the way I help. And I think that's a brilliant way to go, because honestly, anger feels better than sadness. Yeah. It just does. Yeah, I know. So, I've always said that anger is my home, <laughs> because right. sadness is just too... It's just too low energy. At least with anger, you get all amped up. You know what I mean? You feel alive. You feel like you could throw some bricks into somebody's face. No, you don't do that. You burn calories. You do? Ooh, yes. Because of all your... Just all fired up. Anyways. Um, I don't know about science, but... <laughs> yeah. Somebody start checking this show for scientific <laughs> facts, please. Let's just say any crazy shit and pretend it's fact. We don't care. I'm an old white man. I believe everything's true. So... <laughs> but no, seriously, I think... That what you try to do is a good thing. And I know a lot of people who attempt to do that. Because it's like, when somebody loses a family member, when so- a family member dies, right. that's another thing, is, is all the, the phrases uh-huh. that we use. And I find myself falling into that because when you just say, oh, my parents are dead. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds harsh. It people sounds aren't harsh. ready. And that's another aspect. Oh, come sit. So it's going to be all over the place. These are my thoughts. And if it's manic kids, I apologize. But that's the it's thing just is. just another manic Wednesday. <laughs> when um, you are the person who has had a death in the family, then you find, unfortunately, that you have to manage other people as right. they try to manage your grief. So right. then sometimes you're like, well, fuck it. I will just deal with this on my own. Because you, I... you're making other people uncomfortable. Yes. People feel very uncomfortable. I, and I'll go, on the, I'll go on a limb and say how the un, they're also inconvenienced. Yes. Like people feel inconvenienced by someone else's family member passing because that's, they don't, it's, Yeah. It's hard to say because you can't speak for everybody, but at least 95% of the population doesn't want to deal with death. No. Even people who love death, love murder, love whatever, goth, goth, goth all day long, they don't want to deal with the realness. Not the real death, no. No. And it, because it all almost gets like people treat it like the cooties. Absolutely. Like if I, Or like Beetlejuice. Like if I, if I say death three times, you know what I mean? Mm. And so people get scared that it'll affect their life and it's like shocker guess what 
gonna happen to you. Yeah. It's gonna happen to gonna all happen of us. Someday. Everybody dies. And if you never go your entire life without losing a family member or someone dying in your family, it's probably because you died early on. Right. You're the dead one. And yeah, and then maybe in that case, you you know you won the lottery or something, because yeah, you won't have to go through the process. You're dead. But um, it's gonna happen to all of us. So when someone who's supposed to be close to you, who's supposed to be a friend, mm-hmm. um, is experiencing a death in the family, then the least you can do is get right on over yourself and not worry about your own uncomfortableness. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I would say that to, I think that the best way to approach somebody would be to say, hey, I don't know what to say and I'm probably going to fuck up, but I want to be here for you and that's just what I'm going to do right. in the best way that I know how. If I truly, truly fuck up, you can let me know and I will adjust. Yeah. Just do, what, do, what, do the best way. Do what you would do as a friend. So if your friend loses a family member and you and your friend do nothing but sit around and bitch all the time or <laughs> go eat all the time, then it's normal. Make it normal. Yes. Make your life normal. Yes. Let them talk about it. Let them grieve. But their life has to be normal mm-hmm. because then you fall into the sadness aspect of it. But everybody has to go through that. And you just have to make your friend's life as normal as possible. I think that's great advice. And that's actually what, exactly what you did. Um, when my dad died, it was just like, okay, let me know when, when you want to get away. Family. When, you, <laughs> <laughs> when you need to run away, when you, you got a moment. Or something. Yeah, like that's, <laughs> and that's what we did. Like we just yeah. sit and we watched you know, RuPaul and just talk shit. And it was good. It helps. I mean, that's the thing is like, I remember when the, one of my first, fam- first time one of my family members died, I was 15 years old. And it was really hard on me because I had moved to a new area. I didn't know a lot of people. And I was wrapped in my head a lot because mm-hmm. I didn't have any yeah. any way out because any, everybody else in my family was grieving as well. So it wasn't like you could go anywhere. The grief was palpable. It was there. Yeah. And so like having the only outward thing was art for me. But still, it's like if I would have had friends at the time or, you know, had established, you know, if maybe the internet (laughs) existed then that would have been better. Right. Or texting or something like that. But there was just all, there was too many barriers. And when you're locked into a house of grief. Oh yeah. That's hard. But you know, that's what made me get through it was that, you know, but yeah, just be yourself. Just be yourself. You know, be the unselfish version of yourself. <laughs> and most people have that version. They I do. even do. And I'm a really selfish person. I can't believe you just said it aloud. You were like, you said it like, the, you. Sh- oh, sometimes I wish this thing was videotaped so that people could like see the expressions that happen as we're talking. Oh, yeah, that'd just be like, amazing for you. <laughs> you'd be watching it. You'd be screenshotting that shit, sending it to me at <laughs> two in the morning or four o'clock whenever the fuck you get up. And just like, oh, remember this time that your face <laughs> was genuine? No, damn, you have such a low opinion of me. Just because I may have done like, it in the no past. low opinion, but I have <laughs> expectations of what you would do as my friend. And I expected <laughs> I would do that to you as well. I know, I was just going to say, just because I may have tried that once in the past. Anyways, not the point. Um, no, your face was just like, I can't believe I just had this truth. I have unselfish moments. I really do wish I had a screenshot of that. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. 
Well, we all know that um, I'm not as a horrible of a person as I play on a podcast. No. But well, I do even try. In, even in real life. You do try, but the, but that's the thing. That's like the, the big secret, right? And which I'm always talking about. It's like, oh, here you go again, trying to be so horrible, but meanwhile. But I think that's the, that's the point of me, right? Once you know who I am, then that's the joke. You get past the point of being, oh, he's such an asshole. I'm not an asshole. Mm. I just say assholey things. Right. In a comedic kind of way. I was going to say, you just play one in real life. I just play one in real life. I have lots of uh, experience with it. And, um, yeah. But we're getting off topic. We're talking about me too much. Well. I guess that's the PSA of Bob. <laughs> it's the PSA of Bob. Be shocked <laughs> by what I say if you ever meet me in real life. Mm. But know that I'm either saying it from a place of truth and mean extreme harm. We right were getting to it. Right yeah, we were getting. You did. You did. You circled. You doubled down. Yeah. I saw uh, that. I don't I want to get soft around me. I understand. It's like you get like you get like all allergic. You're like ooh ooh. You just start twitching. You're like I don't want it. I don't need it. Well, well, somebody told me once that I was the exact definition of the term "shoot yourself in the foot." So that was like you're like you will, you know, you have this. Great bravado, blah, 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 blah. Like, but you are like your own worst enemy. Like, you will always like tear it down. Yeah. Hmm. I was trying to think of like a PSA. I was like, I'm sorry. As I was he hearing you, I was like, I wonder what a PSA of joy would be like for me. I think my thing is, especially every year that I get older, um, and like every year since I turned 40, I'm just entirely too truthful you know what i mean yeah because you know i'm always talking about people who don't really have a filter and they'll just say something like oh you didn't think that through before it came out my thing is oh i've thought it through mm -hmm. and then i've consciously decided i don't give a fuck say it anyway well it's casting out the demons right because if you keep it inside and you like allow people to continually be on bullshit mm -hmm. and you don't if you're not i mean i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> that uh yeah i mean i was just thinking of that as you were saying it it's like remember when we were kids everybody would be like that crazy old woman said right. this <laughs> right and talking about some woman in her 60s 70s it's always a woman right always men just want to keep get off my lawn but it's always but it's those women that are telling the truth and they are but and like, they're crazy. They are crazy because nobody wants to hear nobody the truth. Nobody wants to hear the truth. And nobody else is telling the truth. And you don't, like, I have my, one of my grandmothers, and both my grandmothers are very truthful women. But one of my grandmothers was, like, truthful to the point of not caring about, like, right. she's going to tell you the truth, and then she's going to walk away, and she ain't going to give two shits that you just laid your life in dust. Oh, they just leave you in a world of hurt. And if you know, that's kind of what, how I've modeled my life right, after. Right, right. But... That, that was just the thing is like people would always say, oh, you, you're Shirley's grandson. She's fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. Your grandma, she'll say the craziest shit. And it's like, no, she won't say the craziest shit. She'll say, you need to get a fucking job, motherfucker, and take care of your daughter. <laughs> like she'll say shit like that. Right. But you call it crazy. But that's the truth. That is. You ain't worked since 84. That is. Like, you know. But that's the thing of the truth. Like sometimes people really do, you know, you can leave people in ruin by saying it with like a harsh tone or like a very real yeah. blunt tone. But I feel that Tell these me. days, 
people resp have an even more like shocked and like you know visceral reaction when you tell the truth using your nice words because mm -hmm. I've often had to be in a position where it's like okay now I have to use my nice words so I'm just gonna say the truth but I'm you know I'm not gonna sugarcoat yeah. it but I haven't said called you any names I haven't you know cussed or anything and people are more disturbed by that level of truth I gotta tell you yeah I just I think the people don't like the truth to begin with mm -mm. because living in a world of lies is better mm -hmm. I mean we're Americans and so we want to live off all those lies that have passed down from all of our 200 years. But also then, if you, it's easier, it's just like, right, like anything somebody says, if, the, if it's coded in any kind of cuss words or anger mm -hmm. or, you know, name calling, then it's easier to, in your own mind, dissociate from it and say, oh, well, that doesn't really... That's the crazy person. That's the crazy person. It doesn't really count yeah. because of the way that you delivered it. But when you say it just clear and plain, it's a little bit harder to go, oh, they're crazy. It's like, ooh. Is it me this time? I was like, what if part of that's right? I don't like it. I don't is want that the truth arrow? Yeah. It's, yeah, I think that definitely people, and if they know you, then when you say it in a calm way, it's even more scary. Also true. <laughs> because no one expects me that's around me to be like, come up and hold your hand, look you in the eye, say anything, say a couple a, nice things and then tell voice. you the truth. <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah. Comment, comment, question. Wasn't that the, the J-Lo, how she does her interviews? Oh, compliment, no. compliment, compliment, question. Oh, I don't know how J-Lo yeah. does shit. No, her. we don't know. She's just Jenny from the block. Um, Anyways. <laughs> the lies. <sighs> New PSA. New PSA. On microaggression. Microaggression. I, I, <laughs> I even looked this up. Uh, well, we know what they are, but mm -hmm. uh, we realize that we might need to explain to people what they are in yeah. case you've never heard of such a thing. If you've like, never done well, if you've never heard that term. I, don't, I think a lot of people, after we discuss it, might actually realize. Oh, people know what it is. You just do don't know that it's called that. that. Yeah. You know, and it's one of those things that's been around forever, but never had a fancy term. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. People, uh, give us the definition and then All we'll, right. we'll maybe take from, them back in a time machine. From an official source, a microaggression is a comment or action that subtly and often unconsciously or unintentionally expresses a prejudiced attitude toward a member of a marginalized group. So, so, such as a racial minority, mm -hmm. sexual orientation, whatever, whatever, what have you. So, just in context, so 10, 15 years ago, we probably would have called this casual racism because it's just those things that you say. And sometimes you just say them to, as a white person, you'll just say them to a... Uh, <coughs> <laughs> cough wow, break. cough break. <laughs> it's, it's everybody. I almost said person of color. Ooh, um, look at that. Hurt me. <laughs> well, we all know, know what I'm talking about, right? Right, right. So, you mm -hmm. have had some. Oh, haven't I? <laughs> Would you like to give us a bouquet oh, of microaggressions? A microaggressions? Um, let's see, one of my favorite, personal favorites from when I first started working, and I met this lady that I had spoken to several times, mm -hmm. <laughs> met her in person, 
you don't sound black on the phone. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. I love that one so hard. Oh, and uh, this one, of course, all the time, which I get. But at the same time, the way it's phrased, <laughs> and if you don't really know me, so what are you? Right. Ooh, that's, that's, that's an amazing one. What are you? What are you? Alive. <laughs> a human. Because it's so generic, right? But it's like, it's such a popular microaggression that you're automatically supposed to know what it means. And sadly, often you do. Right. Okay. Now, now that I've had my mini dance break. I know, and she also did a Skeletor impersonation on that break. Which I did, which was horrible. I feel that I did not shocking. do Skeletor justice, but um, wait, here's a microaggression. Oh, you know about Skeletor? <laughs> that is pretty. That's generationist. Is that a thing? Ooh. Can you be generationist? Well, you can I be an ageist. An ageist, but I like mine better. I like mine better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it doesn't just have to be against black people. Those are just some of the ones I've experienced. Oh, let me think of, see if I can think of any good women microaggressions. Not on top of my head. Well, I mean, anytime a guy has to like explain something to women, in which oh. <sighs> mansplaining, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I agree, mansplaining exists. 110% agree, agree it exists because also that comes, not the same, but similarly, comes from older men who think they have they know everything yes. about a subject. Not so, just a subject, everything. Everything. So anytime they have any kind of, you say something and they have knowledge, they have to tell you you're wrong about it. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. I do that because most people are fucking wrong. <laughs> Well, I think mansplaining, I think people know, I hope people know, that when you're talking about mansplaining, you're talking about somebody who's just kind of talking out their ass, and they don't really know the topic, but they've decided that what what you, because it's often, like, any more examples are, you know, a guy saying, oh, no, it's actually not labia, it's a vagina, you know what I mean? Like, those kinds of Mm, mansplainings, those are the kinds of things that, you know, you see. I've done that before. (laughs) <laughs> I've told many I mean we've talked about that before I've used to just whatever reason tell people how to douche correctly <laughs> you have to not upset that. the pH balance you, of their body you have told me that <laughs> well I just felt that women don't know about their vagina because you know not because they don't know about their vagina but because at the age of which we were which was teenagers that maybe people weren't yeah. being honest with them about what they need to do to self-cleanse. Well, listen, we come from a dark time. Right. When people didn't gener- talk about vaginas. People didn't talk people about it. People used to it. say vagina. I mean, I used to hear people, guys say vagina. Like it's That's a banana true. and a vagina at the same time. <laughs> it's a vagina. <laughs> well, and it was like all of the other like cutesy little nicknames for it. Pussy. Not to, <laughs> I don't think pussy's in that list. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, or like, um, Hoo-ha, not Coochie. necessarily. But yeah, you know, like all the things that's like yeah. hinting around it, but not really. I used to know a lot more words about that refer to a vagina than I do now. I know. I really Hatchet wound. That's a pretty horrible one. <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> I'm going to use it tomorrow. Do it. Use it at work. <laughs> Everybody use hatchet wound at work tomorrow. What do you remember those shows where they'd give you a word and you had to use it? Yeah. Wasn't that like, 
was it? What was that? One We're of those kids shows. People. We are. It's so bad. Yeah. Anyways, neither here nor there. I feel that we're straying, and that's we're fine. Straying. Sometimes you'll have that in a PSA. Moral story is, don't microaggress people. So, I ooh, did you like the way I made it into a verb? Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. So, um, we need to give examples. Microaggress me, please. <laughs> um, ooh, okay. Um, yeah, I know. I've got one. Sorry, I had to think about it. See? Real time. We should Real really plan time. this yeah, shit. No Anyways, shit. it's fun that way. We're going. We're going. It's like acting. So we were just watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Right. And, you know, I'm really jealous. I'm going to have to pretend to be gay so I can go on one of these fabulous travel plans that they have. Like, they have all the great things for if you're gay. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Wasn't that a good one? Yeah. It's like elongated. It's like really oh, it's like feeling. If I was black, then I could go to college <laughs> for free. It's the Native Americans, and oh. I because I heard that complaint from several sirs. Well, that I mean, no ma'ams. No ma'ams. Several sirs. Yeah. When I was younger. And that and that's but they used to have that whole that's the whole um like they got their job because of mm-hmm. uh, insert. Affirmative action Wait, here. The best part is when they say, because you don't hang around, you don't have enough white people around you. Okay. They'll say they got the job and everybody at home, <gasps> I'm touching oh, my skin and rubbing it back and forth because so you, don't have, to say the so you word. don't have to say the words. Wow. Those are white, white people secrets. <laughs> you're going to get, you're going to get in trouble the next meeting for telling. I haven't been in the meeting, nor have I been giving my dues. <laughs> Or my tithings. Oh, they will give you White away tithings. in the next race draft. Ooh, if the race draft was a real thing, Ooh. do you remember this moment from um, Chappelle's show? Mm. Okay. You know how I divert from life when people I like know. to be white people like black things? I get you. I just like can't do it. But it was a fun skit. It yeah, was this okay. idea that, you know, you give away the people you don't want. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like the black delegation was giving away Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> Y'all sorry. need to leave her alone. <laughs> I didn't write it. I just laughed at it. So anyways, if there was a race draft and you could get scouted by another race, mm-hmm. what would you choose? I think it's a hands down, right? I think you know what I would choose. I have chosen. You have chosen. I have chosen <laughs> many a times. And just the other day, I shocked another white person by saying they asked me if I was going to get along with somebody, not in any kind of derogatory way, mm-hmm. but the person is a black female. And okay. they were like, are you going to get along with such and such person? And I was like, oh, yeah, because I get along better with, with p- other people than I do white people. Yeah. And they were like, what? Like, what do you mean? I'm like. I get along with anybody who's not white. <laughs> Rules of the road. <laughs> Rules of the road. <laughs> Bringing it back. I got you. It's beautiful. Okay. So I would pick black. Got it. You? Um, I think I would just cross over the line. I know what you're going to say. Do you? I Go. think so. Say it for no, me. No, I don't want to say it for <laughs> me. <laughs> I we'll would be like... at the same time. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Hawaiian. Puerto Rican. <laughs> I'm already getting mistaken for it anyway. I'm like, I be like, open my arms and be like, welcome me home. Yeah. And teach me Spanish. Yeah. 
I mean, this is, uh, <laughs> and we've talked about that before. Like the whole thing I get angry about your, I get angry about your skin tone, Joy, because. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> because I just don't get it. Like I don't understand how people don't know that even if she was Puerto Rican, she could still be a black woman. Right. Because there Ooh. are. Don't blow minds. Don't there, blow people's I'm trying minds. to. I'm trying to. to any, any like island nation yeah. in the Atlantic Ocean is going to be in somewhat way populated by black people who are brought over for slavery yeah. purposes. Yeah. And so in that Dominican Republic, in, uh, in other areas, in Puerto Rico especially, there are lots of black people who are Puerto Rican mm -hmm. and black at yeah. the same time. Yeah, it's true. I mean, there's a wide array of skin tones yeah. that come it's, in the label of Puerto Rican. And so. it's the same with all Latin races. Like, and black and and even mm -hmm. even white white Ooh. people can go from white to pink <laughs> to olive to olive there That's are right. the you olives guys get fancy, yeah you go olive well, greek and italian mm -hmm. yeah definitely so i mean there's freckled <laughs> uh oh there's the ginger that's right so and then there's even ginger black people there's a mind-blowing thing too because they're they yeah, do that'll exist. Fuck you up. <laughs> i haven't seen one in real life but i've read about it <laughs> Was it a character in an Anne Rice novel? Um, but yeah, I just that whole thing, that's what drives me crazy about when we constant not constantly, but we often talk together about this person said this about my skin tone. This and it's everybody. Oh yeah. Everybody has an opinion on everybody your skin guilty. tone. <laughs> it's just true. That's true. I told you I was gonna get shirts at one point, right? <laughs> I don't know why I never did it. Like you have done it. shirts are so cheap to make. I was just gonna get one that said, "No, I'm not mixed," which people don't really use as much anymore. It's definitely a generational thing. What do they say now? Biracial. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, people go for like the full on. We're getting real technical about it. But. But when I was a kid, yeah. you only <clears throat> you were mixed, okay, and. We didn't even have to guess what the makeup was because we knew your mom was white because at that point in time, black women were not <laughs> white men and then having babies. I'm sorry, well, they weren't. No, not in the early 80s. No. no. In the 70s and sir. 80s, no. And, and the thing of it is, it's, it's still um, more accepting for a black man and a white female yeah. relationship from both sides. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, black females typically... You see a black a black woman and a white man, people are heads still turn. They're like, what? What? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And they assume that she talks a certain way. There's all kinds of assumptions. There's all kinds of microaggressions. And microaggressions that. can come from anywhere. And so what do we have to learn from that? Just shut the hell up. And remember that to be beautiful and natural is the birthright of every woman. And I wish you all loads and loads of loveliness. And good luck.